I'm inciting violence. <laughs> now the, the 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 leftist socialists are accusing me, your voice of God, Rush Limbaugh, of inciting violence. That's totally ridiculous, my friends. I represent the good standards and practices of Clear Channel Communications. Now, they may be $60 billion in hock, but I still get my $2 million a year. Why? Because this former platter spinner knows what's best for this nation. Let me tell you, my friends, spraying the Holocaust Museum with bullets is a prime result of the fine work I do here. Now, understand there are some Jews who are registered Republicans. So, as the the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, self-proclaimed leader of the Republican Party, you may find it surprising that I actually have been accused of being a Jew lover. Now, that 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 is why I, Rush Limbaugh, and several other of my corporate back colleagues, encourage you to keep those bullets flying against the infidels like true Christian warriors of God. <laughs> Exercise your God-given right to blow everyone away who isn't white. That is to say, my friends, women and Jews, too. You heard me right, friends. Kill everyone who may disagree with you. Uh, well, uh, leave a few women around for me to marry and divorce. Uh, a couple of those fox hankers. They bang anybody if the price is right. <laughs> and my friends, I can say this from the luxury and security of my Palm Beach mansion. By the power vested in me by Clear Channel Communications, I, Rush Limbaugh, command you to be assassins. <laughs> it's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Anybody got any reds or bennies? I want to down them with a tube. Appointed by God, I'm the voice of the right. And I got busted. A drug-addled huckster that's wealthy and white and still got busted. My career will never come to an end. It pays to kiss the asses of powerful men. And believe me, my friends, for anyone else, they get five years to ten and they deserve to get busted. But not me! <laughs> So what? I got high on some hillbilly smack and got busted. I've been saying all along it's for the pain in my back and I still got busted. They've been after me since 2003. I'm a victim of the vast liberal conspiracy. And now I have a mugshot like Larry King. So I got busted, my friends. But I'm back from your Belinda. <laughs> $3,000? What the hell? Well, uh, I'll tell you what to run down to Denny's and pick me up some goods, will you? Just the tip of the mountain oh, of the oh, tell many tell rush bits you will hear on the uh, uh, Rush to Death Countdown, uh, which can't come soon enough. 103.9, 96.9, 95.3WWNN. You are listening to the Brit Summer Show, where we ask the question Can cancer get cancer? Because uh, that's pretty much what happened. Just the thought of the orange trader giving the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Fat Limbaugh is enough to make any decent, reasonable person want to vomit. <laughs> it's a gift from one racist to another. And I can't imagine how the family of Martin Luther King or the family of Rosa Parks how must feel right now giving a Presidential Medal of Freedom to a racist. It's, it's Trump saying once again, there's good people on both sides. It's, it's, he's saying it again. Now, I took the trouble of looking up the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And yes, you too can get one uh, <laughs> quite easily. As a matter of fact, they sell a scale replica. Just punch it in on Amazon. It'll come up. It costs about $89, and if you uh, don't have that kind of guilt, well, you can uh, go on the eBay and get a miniature version of it for $8.99. So my, my proposal is this to the, and I don't mean uh, DNC because uh, they, they have their head so far up their ass, but other democratic, politically related organizations, it, it might be a nice idea uh, to find a place that will mass-produce uh, these uh, presidential medals of freedom 
since they've been diluted and dishonored so much, uh, get some cheap ones made up for like a buck each and then drop them from a helicopter. In this way, everybody can have their very own presidential medal of freedom because it's been dishonored and disrespected and just drugged through the sewage down into the gutter and stomped on and disgraced and destroyed like uh, all government agencies that he has uh, dismantled and rendered uh, meaningless, including the DOJ. So it just goes in line with everything else. This pile of orange pus has done. This Putin's butt boy, that orange pus bag. And speaking of pus bags, it's not nice to say bad things about people who have cancer. It's a terrible thing to happen. It could happen to any one of us. It could happen to me. It could happen to anybody else. It's just something you, you wouldn't wish on your own own worst enemy. Um, Rush Limbaugh is an exception to that rule. Limbaugh is not nice. He was never nice. And prior to his great American uh, propaganda broadcast uh, for Clear Channel and prior to Clear Channel, before that, he was out of work for about 15 years because he kept getting arrested for solicitation of prostitution while working on the air on uh, KUDL, uh, another station up in uh, Philadelphia. But erase the history. He's a great American, yeah. He couldn't keep a job in radio. He wasn't, and it's not that he wasn't a bad disc jockey on the air. He did a good job when he was working as a uh, top 40 jock. But he was such a prick, he was hard to get along with, and he kept getting arrested. And that's why he was out of work in the mid-'80s uh, when he started kissing the ass of George Bush Sr., and that then the rest is uh, abysmal history. Because his brother was a judge. Oh, it's a whole thing, yeah. He did get a break, but uh, as I've said before, if there's anything to say positive about him, yes, he's been in radio since 1970. Since, since he uh, dodged the draft, he hid behind the microphone. <laughs> Other than that, he's a uh, filthy racist, and he happened to get connected to the right fascist organizations that uh, happily support his program. He's lost enough sponsors that anybody else would have been off the air years ago, but he's got Koch Brothers Foundation money behind him. He's got uh, all kinds of right-wing organizations supplementing his sponsorship loss and uh so he re he's remained on the air all these years plus he's got management of small radio stations padding his number <laughs> which is about in the big major market he gets a three down here he gets point zero 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 three but that doesn't matter that doesn't matter radio management's out there said touting and look at the big number he's got this point triple zero three that's now defined as a big number so yeah by the way if i sound a little nasally if i start sounding like mike levin and i start talking this way like mike levin it's because i have a cold <laughs> that's another great broadcaster that uh trump likes mike levin you talk this way calls himself a broadcaster doesn't matter as long as you as uh bush jr once said as long as you catapult the propaganda that was the only time the truth came out during that administration that's their job that's what they do do we have that kind of support in a democratic site no 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 we do not will we ever no and other than bernie nobody else will appreciate ever having a voice on the air again and I'm telling you right now, everybody out there who's saying, nobody even listens to it anymore. Nobody even pays attention to radio anymore. Yeah? Is that so? They're getting their marching orders from somewhere, and they can't all be online at the same time. And they can't all be staring at their phones like we do. Well, they're out there working. They're on the road. And they don't have time to fiddle fart with their phones. Uh, they have to earn a living, and while they jump in their trucks or their cars or whatever they're doing, the AM radio's right there, or FM, in many, many cities, uh, and there's Rush right there to keep pounding in the message, uh, and Hannity, and you'll name it, they got a full lineup and they will stay on the air because they have the full support and funding of the uh, Republican Party and, and the right wing. We don't have anything close to that, no. 
And uh, because Democrats are like, do I have to tell you how stupid the Democratic Party is right now? And I'm a Democrat. Everybody knows how liberal I am. I'm a trans woman. I need the Democratic Party in place to protect my rights from the right wing fascists that want to put me in a prison like they're doing in Chechnya right now. LGBT community, have you been paying attention? Uh, No. No, you have not. Look up Chechnya. LGBT. See how they're doing over there. They're locking away the gays and, as Bowie would say, Chechnya. Yeah. We're putting Mexican children in cages here. They're doing it with the gay community over there. And if Trump gets another term, you can forget it. Everybody. Cages? They're going to be adding smokestacks to that. And my hopes are very low of any Democratic victory in November because the DNC is that bad. Because the DNC is that fucked up. In the DCCC too. In the DSEC. They are fucked up. In fact, if this is any indication of how this is going to go, I'm really happy. And it's expensive. But I'm going to have to, uh, <clears throat> I mean, just for health reasons health being dead or alive, I'm going to have to renew my passport. And uh, it expired not too long ago, but long enough where the price goes up if you want to renew it. If you renew it while it's in effect, it's rather affordable. But I didn't have it at the time, but I'm going to have to. if it keep Because they're just going to, again, do everything within their mighty power to lose another election. Just like 2016. Heading that direction. I mean, it could change. Let's hope for the best that it does. But my hopes are low. You can rest assured that the uh, Tom Perez and everybody else running the, the DNC, you can rest assured that they didn't take notes. They didn't sit down to see where did we go wrong in 2016. They just completely ignored it because they had that corporate mentality. Everything we do is right and we can never do anything wrong and we can never learn from our mistakes because we have a corporate mentality. We're not supposed to be concerned about uh, making repeated mistakes over and over and over again because not only is that insanity, but that's just a corporate mentality. That's the corporate state of mind. No such thing as screwing up. No such thing as making mistakes. We know what we're doing. We know what we're words that... We know what we're doing. 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 If this Iowa the debacle is a harbinger of the things to come, I, I hate to, I hate to say it. I got to renew my passport because I'm not going to last long. I, I hate. <laughs> I dread saying it, but if they continue on this path and don't get things straightened up. Uh, you're going to see Trump another four years. It has nothing to do with the candidates this time. It has to do with the Democratic Party who can't get out of its own way, who tangles itself up in knots, and who takes marching orders directly from big donors, no matter what the consequences are. The big checks, they speak the loudest. It's yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever you say. The numbers on your check will dictate how we will conduct ourselves throughout this campaign. Right, Tom Perez? You phony fucker, you. What does he say in his speeches? You'll see it again next debate. Oh, Democratic Party has to stick together. We have to unite and stand as one. Listen to you. You're single-handedly tearing us apart. You're doing the uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz of 2020. Tearing us apart. This Iowa thing. Now, I followed this. I actually... I, <clears throat> you have to excuse me. I got a cuckold. I got a cuckold. I followed this uh, Iowa caucus uh, all Monday night when they uh, were doing the counts. I'm not the only one. And both cable news networks had reporters on the ground in these gymnasiums, in these high school colleges and whatever it was, schools, school gymnasiums. And they showed the uh, people. I was watching with my own eyes. Along with a couple million other people, along with both cable news. They had the cameras rolling with Blitzer, Jake Tapper. They're all watching this as the reports are coming in about the votes being tabulated by hand and by paper. And I'm seeing as they go by grouping the people per their candidate. And there were the uh, Bernie, Bernie, of course, rows and rows of people for Bernie. There were more than enough. 
the threshold is 15%, anything less than 15%, you are not a viable candidate. So there, at the, and it was a multiple place. I think it was 1,600 different places they did this. But uh, on the uh, cable news, they, they had cameras in like, I guess, four, three or four different locations. And I'm watching this real close because I'm fascinated on how stupid this whole thing, how they actually, actually, it's not that stupid. They were manually writing things down with a pencil and a paper. Uh, which doesn't happen anymore because online's the way to go. Yeah, just listen to me and just buy our app and we'll be fine. You pay for that app, you know. Yeah, I'm getting to that in a second. But with my own eyes and probably with your own eyes, there were the Bernie supporters row after row after row. On average, 60 to 80 to 100 or more. Then you had the Liz Warren supporters, almost as big. Not quite as much, but a, a, a big crowd for Liz Warren. And then you had the booty booties. Marginal. It was all right. It was a trifecta. It, it, you, you saw all the locations, with the exception of Des Moines, which was uh, really went big for uh, booty booty. But everybody else, it was a trifecta. Bernie one, Warren two, and booty booty was three. That was it. Everywhere they went, all the voting, all the numbers. And if you saw the uh, popular numbers, that's how it came in. And if you keep watching it, it was going the same all night long. In the Biden section, the Biden crowd, uh, there was like a few hands, a handful of old people didn't know what to do. So they went to uh, other candidates. Biden bombed out bad. And, uh, and, not, and it's not because of the uh, Ukraine investigation or any of that. It's, it's just he, he, he sucks. Why can't uh, you'll never hear that on the TV? He he tried twice before as a candidate. He just sucks. He's bad at it. Or as Diane Cannon would say, he is horrible. He is horrible. So here's what happened. Uh, <laughs> well, let me simplify it, and I'm not being conspiratorial or any of that. What happened was this. Of course, the DNC was monitoring the the votes as they were coming in, and. What was happening <clears throat> up until <laughs> Pete Buttigieg claimed victory, mighty victory, when everybody, uh, there was just zeros across the board. Uh, I'm getting to that. Uh, all night, the, the uh, votes were coming in by phone because the app didn't work. And they saw the way the numbers were going as they were monitoring this. And it, it turns out Joe was not making the uh, threshold, the 15% threshold, to be a viable candidate. He wasn't, he, <laughs> he probably had like three. He didn't have, he wasn't anywhere close to 15%. So he, as far as that caucus was concerned, Joe Biden was out of the picture, as of Monday night, of course. And uh, Bernie was just on fire, just smoking all the other candidates. So, obviously... Tom Perez said, Whoa, 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 whoa. Can't have that. Now, the app comes into play here because it just so happens a billionaire booty supporter named Seth Klarman uh, was one of the investors into this app. By the way, uh, I have an app for that. If you, if you ever hear, we have an app for that, we can make you an app for that. Uh, I was told that. Uh, at first, I'm like, really? I can have an app for my show? Yeah, you can, we can make an app for that. And then they told me the bad news. It's $30 a month. Even for a little app that doesn't do much. 30 bucks a month for an app. No, thank you. So, yeah, so they can develop apps, but uh, you pay for that. And this app was developed for um, um, vote, tabulating votes. I think we all know by now, 20 years after November 2000, uh, how well online voting goes and we haven't learned our lesson yet have we america it's still <laughs> vote by internet vote on online well i can assure you it can't be hacked it's quite secure has anybody still believe that really and i was listening to brad friedman who's jumping up and down doing a kazatsky about this uh los angeles uh <laughs> fully computerized voting system that they're installing that they paid millions and millions of dollars for that will be hacked and all the votes will be wrong they're doing that in california where they really don't have to uh, 
But business is business, and uh, money must be made. So they're selling them these, this bill of goods, as they did with this app. That doesn't work. Except for when you want it to work your way. Uh-huh. But here's the thing about the Iowa. The, uh, there was a backup. The backup, and this is where DNC comes into play. And this is why I say... Tom Perez was saying, Whoa, 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 whoa. Tom Perez and the rest of the DNC leadership and the Iowa Democratic Party were saying, Whoa, 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 whoa. Because these numbers can't stand as they are. We're going to have to do something here. The backup plan, because the app wasn't working. First of all, did they explain how the app worked to the, uh, I guess they're called precinct captains or whoever were in charge of the groups that were casting the votes? Uh, They were not trained? No, they were not. Were they even briefed how it works? No. Uh, Was that app tested? No. No, an untested app for a caucus vote. Uh, Nobody cared? Okay. But they did have a backup plan. Call in your hand-counted votes, which is a practical plan, is it not? If all else fails, get on the phone. Instead of uh, fiddling around with your phone with the app, use it like a telephone and make a call. Call the uh, IDP, the uh, Iowa Democratic Party, call their headquarters, and and, uh, give them a... Well, here's, here's, here's where it comes into play. They wouldn't answer the calls. Or, if they did answer, they'd hang up. Can't hear you. Bye. Or... They keep you on hold for hours at a time. So they ignored the phone calls. That's where I say, okay, apps are one thing. The app did not work. It's hackable. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. Nobody knows how to use it. Fine. They wouldn't pick up the phone. That's where I say, if, if you're going to say it's a conspiracy, how can it not be if they wouldn't answer the phone? Why? Because the DNC, the entire leadership of the DNC was going, Got to redistribute those numbers. Got to bring Biden up over 15%. Just give him a few just to get him over to 15% viability line. And shave a few off to take Bernie down. Yeah. But as it turns out, if you really read the numbers, Bernie's two points ahead uh, in the, uh, the the first poll and the second, the first in the primary and the second or whatever they call it on both of them. And CNN and MSNBC flipped the results upside down. Just for a quick example, Buttigieg on top with 24 and uh, just below there is Sanders with 27. <laughs> They're naming a company that this uh, Booty's friend, Seth Klarman. And I should point out that one of the board of erections on this uh, responsible for this uh, malfunctioning app is none other than the, the, the comfortably named David Plouffe. David Plouffe. Uh, he was the campaign manager for Obama back in 08. I've always said that that's the most comfortable sounding name. David Plouffe. Now, there's been uh, different pronunciations of it. Uh, I'm not sure which one, because I've heard it both ways. I've heard pluff, which is still relaxing and comfortable. David Pluff. But I think it's funnier to go with uh, David Plouf. Ah, Plouf. He's on the board of erections. Thanks to the funding by Booty's best buddy, Seth Klarman. And the name of that app is... (laughs) Shadow. Now, we've heard all the jokes on late-night commentary and Colbert and everything. It does sound like a spy organization. But there actually was a shadow. If you remember the uh, British TV show UFO, (laughs) the secret organization that had secret installations on the moon, was called Shadow. And I should add, had one of the best TV theme songs ever.
Yeah, Shadow. But like I say, even with the bad app created by Shadow. <laughs> should have picked up the phone. You don't need an app if you got a backup plan. And they had one in place, but they ignored it. Yes, Shadow. An acronym for Supreme Headquarters Alien Defense Organization. <laughs> hey, I got a problem with Booty now. I didn't have a problem with him. Eh, okay, he's right of center. That was the only gripe I had about Pete Booty Booty. And uh, to a lesser extent, I also thought that maybe, and I still do, if he is the nominee, we're not going to get the southern states. Because uh, he's gay. What is he? Gay! And what do the closet gays in the southern states, who are they going, are they going to vote for a gay person? Uh, no! I mean, he'll, he'll do, he would do well, but he, he, I don't think he'd carry enough states to beat Trump. Only because, only because of the gay thing. And I understand back in 2008, the very same things were being said about Obama uh, because he was black. Nobody's going to vote for a black guy. Well, how'd that turn out? I did twice. But here's the problem I have with him now, because before, I was kind of like, okay, if Bernie didn't make it, okay, uh, Warren. And if Warren doesn't make it, meh, all right. Pete, right of center, but okay. Smart guy, he can go toe-to-toe with Trump, no problem. He could smack him down. Okay, I, I was like ambivalently leaning towards, okay, Pete Booty Booty. All right, but now I got a real problem with that kid, because... No numbers were on the board anywhere. And he comes out and has a victory speech. I think it was around 11 o'clock that night with no numbers on any of the candidates anywhere. But he had inside information that he won. So he makes a victory speech the night of the caucus, not the following day when he kind of edged out Bernie a little bit, which, by the way, they're going to be counting this until a year from Shavuos. And they're still not done. But the next day, with 62% in, they're neck and neck. Okay, he could have said something, and he did. Again, another victory speech. But before any of the numbers came in, we have it on good authority that uh, we were way ahead and we're winning. How do you know? How do, who told you, Pete? Was it your buddy Seth who funded the designing of that app? Who told you, Pete? Nobody else knew. But there you were. So... Uh, why stop there, Pete Buttigieg? Why don't you just claim victory for New Hampshire and South Carolina? Just go ahead and do it today. Why not? If you're going to claim victory without any numbers, just pack a bag and go to the White House now. Okay, make your plan your inauguration uh, celebration. Just, just move right in. What democratic process? Who needs that? You should have waited, Pete. You should have just waited the, a, a night. I, that pissed me off. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm part of the LGBT community, as everybody knows, but I'm not a blind lemming. And just because the guy happens to be gay and he's married to a guy, that doesn't mean I have to support him blindly and salute him and do whatever he says. No, uh, if you're going to celebrate a victory that hasn't been announced yet, I got a problem with you. Now, that being said, if he is the nominee, eh, I'll <laughs> support him. With a little bit more enthusiasm than I did for Hillary. Just slightly more. Because he hasn't done any damage yet. But that was a load of crap. And it was unfair not only to the candidates, but to Booty supporters. Because if when the vote's done and he does come in second, what's that going to tell him? Again, that being said, he would be light years better than Trump. So the uh, DNC battle against uh, Bernie... It continues as I speak. Sorry if I'm uh, kind of slurring my words. I'm, uh, I'm cutting out all of the uh, coughing, sneezing, puking, and burping 
<laughs> so you won't hear it at the uh, completion of this show. Uh, bear with me because I'm kind of uh, all stuffed up. No, it's not the uh, Toyota coronavirus. <laughs> Just a cold. But other than that, I'm fine. Oh, we're fine. So you may have noticed that uh, when uh, Melania... Be best. When Melania bestowed upon Rush the... Uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom. My supplicants. Uh, you could see his hearing aid. It's a pretty big one, too, because he completely went deaf because of his drug use back in the early aughts, like 02, 03, 04. And that's when he got arrested. <laughs> oh, never happened, never happened. No, he, he got busted for doing OxyContin, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it took his hearing out, and that's that was the result. He was on so much drugs that he lost his hearing, and that's what that big tube-operated uh, hearing aid on his head was for. It wasn't, wasn't that it was... <laughs> he did it to himself. I'm surprised he didn't know D. He was on that hillbilly crack for so long. And you can see when throughout his career, because he's always been a big, fat slob, or as he says, a cuddly furball. Uh, but at one point, he got really, really thin, surprisingly thin, uh, like emaciated thin. Those were the years that he was on dope. And he lost his hearing. Huh? Hello, my fellow ghetto heads. This is Rush Limba. I should say hello to the feminazis. I'm back in the meat market, ladies. And that's why I created EID. The Excellence in Dating Network. It's fast. And it's easy because I'm the only one on it. And with three marriages behind me, my friends, I've learned that compatibility is crucial to the foundation of marital bliss. Now, here's how it works, my friends. For a nominal fee of $300 a month, the Feminazis post pictures of themselves. And I simply open a chat box of my choosing. Ah, here's what I find worthy of my mighty moral prowess. I want to chew your toe cheese like a chiclet. Uh, let's try this one. Hey, baby, I'm worth $258 million. And Clear Channel bought me a mansion. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Get lost. That's <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> it's Brittany Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones, too. She's unforgettable. Rushy, can you hear me? I have a ditto for you. Can't you fix your hearing? By now, you should afford to. Oh, oh, oh Rushy. Rushy, what will you do with all your millions? Too bad for you, you hateful creep. Lotta dot you, overtake this jockey. I might sound cruel, but I'm not sorry. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. Something I want to bring up because uh, it's very timely and it's going to get dated real fast, especially by the time you even hear this broadcast. But the. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, I have to. I have to mention that now, don't I? Being an ex, yeah, you know, I know you can't tell from my voice, but uh, I too was a pole dancer. <laughs> I just never imagined that that would qualify 
for a Super Bowl halftime show. I didn't know a cheap nightclub strip act would, would actually make it to the Super Bowl. That, what what they, they should have called that halftime show was, uh, hey, everybody, here's a real budget saver. Look how much money we saved. Billy Joel, he wants too much. Let's just get a stripper act in here. Out of out of one of the uh, South Beach nightclubs here. Let's go to a Russian-owned strip club and see what they're what what are they offering? Uh, can they shoot uh, ping pong balls out of their thing, or uh, which? Oh yeah, that's coming up too. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember it wasn't that long ago. Everybody got upset about Janet Jackson's nipple show with the the wardrobe failure. Okay, well. Now they do this. That's okay. See, Janet Jackson didn't have a bodysuit on. <laughs> Let's get J-Lo and Shakira out here and uh, swing on a pole and dance, pretend to dance naked. Uh, bad news for you fellas out there. They were wearing what's called um, <clears throat> nylon, full nylon bodysuits. So there was no danger of a, a wardrobe disaster. Because if any part of their costumes came off, what you would see is uh, just a beige nylon. <laughs> they were, they were, those girls were very well covered up, but you can't tell with their costumes. And you can, if you, and the pictures have been distributed all over the place. If you look closely at the costume, it is a full nylon bodysuit, like a giant uh, pantyhose, although it's very, very thick. And, and uh, if you look at the shoulder area, both their costumes on the shoulder area, that's where the seam of the uh, bodysuit was. So uh, all you guys are there, I got to see a crotch shot. I got to see this. I got You really didn't see anything. Uh, it's, it's an old time standard that goes way back in show business. If somebody has to do kind of a nude scene or something, they're wearing a bodysuit. And that's what those two girls were wearing. And by the way, J-Lo, 50? You go, girl. Wow. It gives us hope. But it was just, it was a strip show. <laughs> like, okay. It was like a, a kind of a uh, throwback to the uh, 50s and 60s strip show where the girls really didn't take anything off, but they'd spin on the pole and uh, dance to the music and stuff. But they didn't go all the way nude. Uh, in a lot of places. But here's what they should do if they want to save more money next year at the Super Bowl. Well, here's what they ought to play. Here, and you can thank me, Super Bowl planners, because uh, this will save you a big bundle. You don't have to look for a big act like a Billy Joel or Lady Gaga, doo-doo pants, or uh, Taylor Swift. No, you don't have to look for the big payroll acts where you have musicians and stuff. Like this, there was not one musician being paid at that Super Bowl. That, that's my biggest complaint. No, you don't have to do it. Here's what you do. You do a throwback Super Bowl to the first Super Bowl. <laughs> a salute to the first Super Bowl, which would be uh, the strip joints back then. Yeah, they had pole dancers, but they also had live band, live musicians in-house. They would have like a three or a four-piece band put together for the girls to strip by. There was no uh, disc jockey playing... Uh, Lick my crack or whatever it was. But but back then they had three or four guys playing for the girl to strip to. And I guess she would split her tips with the guys there. Uh, just ask Bob Crane, who did that quite often, even when he had a successful career. <laughs> but there's what you do next time. The next Super Bowl, just get some strippers from any of our local clubs down here. There's plenty to choose from. And uh, get a three-piece band and do like a... Uh, saluting Super Bowl One, uh, we're going to have a strip show like it's 1967, and you have the band start playing Night Train. You can play David Rose's The Stripper, but Night Train is that was like the uh, stripper standard, right? Yeah, let's give it up for peaches. Okay, fellas, make it rain for peaches. (laughs) 
And if you're going to do it, do it right, right? Well, now that strip joints go, that's what it looks like, what they did uh, at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they had, had a very important message during their show uh, about the uh, children in cages, which kind of got buried in the fact that it was a strip show <laughs> with, with, a, with a stripper pole. And I've always agreed with the late, great Suds Coleman, who, who often said he wanted to have a stripper pole installed in his living room. I want one, too. You know, it's actually, it's very good exercise, uh, working a stripper pole. I was flat as a board when I was doing that, and I miss it. Can I do it now? Probably. I just uh, need to work out, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun uh, dancing on a stripper pole. <laughs> I just never imagined. Of course, everything that's happening, everybody can't imagine what's happening these days, that that would rate as a Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> But uh, okay, like, oh. whatever. Don't be fooled by the rocks in my pants. I'm Jenny with the big fat Puerto Rican. I got a secret you may not understand. I'll bet you didn't know I'm really a man. A shapely Puerto Rican Julio jock. But I'm still known as the girl from the block. Horny men want me a lot. But very little know that I have a bit. I got started dressing like this in my teens. Dressing like a hooker queen. With just some collagen and silicone teats. My body's well-rounded. Like I told you, I'm a manly man. That's not cottage cheese on my can. I got my weenie back there in the jam. My hair is real. Give it a squeeze. Mmm. And my hair too. I do a better job on a feminine voice, but I got a little cold, so I don't have a choice. I like the surprise in the eyes of the boys when they get a load of my uncircumcised toy. Nothing else is phony, no harmonies, but under my clothes, the rest is me. Don't be fooled by the rocks in my pants. I'm Jenny with the big fat Puerto Rican. I got a secret you may not understand. I'll bet you didn't know I'm really a man. A shapely Puerto Rican Julio Jock. But I'm still known as the girl from the block. Horny men want me a lot. But very little know that I have a big... Oh, wait a minute. I... You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on 103.9, 96.9, 95.3, 1470 WWNN. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'll be back next week with more fun and frivolity. <laughs> Assorted and sundry things to discuss amongst yourselves, because I don't have any phones. Oh, I got a call here from Hallandale. Hello. Oh, no, that's right. I don't have phones. But you know what I'd get if I did? But what about, but what about, but what about, but what about? Anyway, everybody on the terrestrial ground, thanks for tuning in at 4.30 and sprinkled various times throughout the week whenever you're listening to it, because they don't tell me. But it's on there, well, I don't know, somewhere. <laughs> I'll see you again right here on WWNN, your Tiffany Network. The greatest thing in the air. Brit Summers, and this is the Brit Summers Show. Got King Kong, smelly yellow teeth. I'm like McGilla Gorilla, eating my feces. Hey, hey, I got monkey pox, and I'm not clowning around. Bananas got me straining, and turning my diaper brown. I'm just trying to keep busy, playing monkey records all day. Smelling my toes and my Like J. Fred Muggs, I'm a chimpanzee. I'm not as mighty as Joe Young, but maybe Lancelot Lee. Hey, hey, I got monkeypox. I'm all hairy and brown. I got some irritation, so I'm pulling my diaper down. Fairy dogs are real friendly, best pet I ever found. All the fun we've been having Throwing our doo-doo around You're listening to the Brit Summer Show. A couple of things. While I was away, there was a couple of things I uh, wanted to talk about, and one of them was Melania Trump says, or her, her attorney says, that uh, anybody calling Melania Trump an ex-hooker can be sued. 
Well, what would you call someone who did girl-on-girl porn and rented herself to men? (laughs) What do you call that? But she doesn't have to anymore. What do you call that? Not an ex-hooker? Okay. What do we call that squinty-eyed bitch? Uh, How about this? A retired hooker. She no longer hooks. She's no longer a prostitute, which is what she was. And uh, so now she's a retired hooker. We'll say that from now on on this show. Melania is now a retired hooker. She no longer needs to earn money on her back. Okay, Melania, you well-respected first lady, you. (laughs) Be best. Hey, I understand. She she grew up in a poor country in the, uh, at the time. Uh, she, like many attractive Russian or wherever she was from, was it Romania or what is she, Slovak or a Transylvanian? I, I, I would go with Transylvanian. And those countries have attractive girls that turn themselves out to, uh, you know, make an income. Personally, I don't see anything wrong with that. A girl has to eat. But... Don't come over here and say you're now to be respected as our first lady. Ain't gonna happen, honey. (laughs) You will forever be known, no matter how hard you try to change it, as a retired hookah. A hookah. Be best. So, Melania, darling, if you have a problem with me calling you an ex-hooker or a retired hookah, come on after me, hon, because I sure can use the press. And not to mention, you could sue me for everything I don't own. Uh, which, good luck. And the other thing I wanted to, just briefly, while I was away, we had this uh, knuckle-dragger, gun-toting protest, uh, protesting against Virginia's. Uh, they eventually passed it, but sensible, logical, uh, gun owner rules. I think they're going to register the guns and have background checks. Oh, we're going to take them out, guns! No, if you're worried about it, you probably have a criminal record. If you don't have a criminal record, why, then it shouldn't be a problem now, shouldn't it? No. So all these knuckle-dragger inbreds were, were, were threatening to... They, they all went to, uh, what was it, Richmond or something, and they were uh, threatening to fire their guns and uh, do it all this. The governor of Virginia... Uh, called a state of emergency, meaning, and I think the knuckle-draggers figured this out, the Trumpers, they figured out that once a governor calls a state of emergency, oh yeah, then the next step can be the National Guard. And uh, you inbred wall-eyed, block-footed mugwumps, toting your guns that you bought out of somebody's trunk, uh, would be face-to-face with the National Guard, and you'd all get killed. So... (laughs) Nothing happened. They they flashed their guns, these big, fat, pasty uh, knuckle-draggers <clears throat> that are going to save the world uh, from uh, anybody who's not white and fat and uh, dumb. And uh, they figured out, I guess, uh, some, I guess, intellectual cell popped into their brain saying, yeah, not a good idea. And it was quiet and they dispersed. But who was upset? The media. <laughs> they were upset. Yeah, I'm afraid everybody's got home. Not a shot was fired, and it's over. Yeah, they were, they were crestfallen because they couldn't sell time on a story like that. No. She can get on her knees and do what you like. She can do you in high heels with six-inch high spikes. You'd like her to reveal what she has underneath. Spank her butt like a child Cause she's always a call girl to me Under covers with style She's a cute Mona Lisa She'll take your personal check MasterCard or your Visa She'll call up your wife If you can't pay her fee She'll blackmail you blind, but she's always a call girl to me. Oh, long as you got the cash, she will mate if you want. You'll be first in her line. Oh, yeah, she always puts 
she's watching the time. She can kill politicians with candid affection. As they say in Chinese, you might lose an erection. While your front page and tabloid, she's on her shopping spree. Label her first class hooker, but that sounds like a call girl to me. You're listening to The Brit Summer Show, and I live in a news and information desert. Uh, <laughs> you've heard me talk about this a million times. In South Florida, in uh, uh, the Tri-County area, from Dade County to the Palm Beaches, uh, there's nothing. Nothing. Not even print. Our newspaper, I think McClatchy owns one of them now. The, the, the Miami Herald which is a famous paper, you've probably heard of it. Uh, they, they're gone, pretty much. Uh, they moved out of their big building uh, to some place, I don't know, an Opalaka, some really bad area. And now they shut that place down. Then they moved to Broward! Thank you, Randy. And uh, they pretty much don't exist. They ship their printing out to somewhere else. They farm out the printing itself. It's not even a newspaper anymore. And here... Where I live, we have the Sun Sentinel, uh, which now is just, <laughs> it was always an ad rag, pretty much. But occasionally you got some information from there. Now it's just uh, the right way to set your table. I tell you, if it wasn't for the Guardian out of England, uh, we wouldn't have any news whatsoever. We have to depend, we have to rely on the Guardian out of England for our for our breaking news for the top stories as they and eventually they filter down to uh, what they call news down here to local news stations but it, i'll never forget the first news agency on the scene at the parkland massacre a couple years back it was the guardian so obviously they have offices here somewhere and i'm grateful to them because really hey guardian you're all we got left there is no news in the South Florida area, there is no information. You want to know what the weather is? You have to tune into your local uh, TV news station to find out what the weather is. Or, you know, use your phone like everybody else has to do right now. You know, I've got it on my phone uh, right away, what the weather is. And, and it's AccuWeather, which is just a reprint from the uh, NOAA site. You might as well get... And the problem with the NOAA is, yeah, they have a weather app you could put on your phone, but they charge you. Um, and the, the uh, weather, not weather well, weather bug and AccuWeather, all they do is copy what they see on uh, NOAA, uh, but that's free. So it's on most phones. But uh, traffic? Okay, here's what I'm hearing. Well, if you want traffic, you could get the uh, SiriusXM has a traffic customized specifically for your local area, wherever you live. Listen, I don't want to pay $10, $12, $14 a month to get a traffic report, but you won't get it on our radios down here. I, I don't want to do it, even if I had the money. It's against my principles to pay 12 bucks a month or whatever Sirius is charging <laughs> to get a goddamn traffic report. And yeah, I know they have apps for that. You can get the app on your phone. And of course, your standard uh, Google GPS provides that information as well, but... When I'm just driving down the street, I don't want to fiddle fart with my phone just to hear the traffic. I just want to turn the volume up and hear it. That's what it used to be for 100,000 years. You just turn up your volume, boom, there's the traffic report on the fives or something like that. New York still has that on 880. So if you live up in the, that tri-state area, which uh, 880 covers... You don't have to fiddle fart with your phone. You don't have to pay 12 bucks. You could tune in 880 and hear the traffic report. It's right there. Free. You can't have that down here. And I'm sure there's other news talk stations in other parts of the country that do still provide news and information. Maybe. But not here. This is a dark Iron Curtain area. The, the, the airwaves are dark. 
Unless you like uh, Russian melodies, because our former rock station here, WSHE, is now owned by the Russians. I'd love to see if that filth is ever cleansed out of the White House and we get somebody decent in there. And they do enforce uh, the real immigration laws and not just target one minority. Uh, what would they do about the Russians coming into Florida? Just flooding our... Just, just We have multi-million dollar glass and steel condominiums going up everywhere to the point where the city of Fort Lauderdale can't take the stress and sewer pipes are bursting all over there. So you're driving through doo-doo water when you go to paradise, when you drive to the uh, son of fun capital of the world, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Yeah, uh, Miami's uh, flooded too. But they just keep building and building and building and building. Of course, we have graft. We always did have graft. It's nothing new. But these buildings are predominantly Russian-owned. And, and... They're vacant. They're vacant. Nobody lives there. You know why? Because they're used as transient centers so that they have the pregnant women fly in and and for the most part don't even need a passport. They're Russian. And they're white. So nobody asks any questions. And uh, they uh, have babies here. And they have that, uh, what do you call the policy? They still uh, have that policy where the baby's born here, what do you call anchor babies? They're anchoring plenty of babies here for the Russians. Uh, Half of Coral Springs is Russian. Um, All of Sunny Isles, Miami is is Russian. It used to be Jewish. And before that, it was Cuban. And before that, it was all Italian and Jewish. Um, But now it's all Russian. All the way up and down Miami Beach, it's all Russian. They, they pretty much run things down here. And am I excited about the Russian mob? No. If it was the Italian mob, I'd be all for it. Because you know the food would be great. But no, it's a Russian mob. They're no fun. No fun. And if you're going to have a, a mafia, a, a mobster thing going on, at least enjoy. That's what I like about the Italian mob. They get the nicest cars, <laughs> have the best food, the finest entertainment. Russians, all they do is get smashed on vodka, that's it, and and fight. They're no fun. It's kind of like the Irish mob, same thing. They're, they're just not fun. But I believe that if you're going to be in a mafia and that your your life's on the line, you don't know what day you're not going to wake up alive, you might as well enjoy life, right? It's just logical. But these guys, they don't. So when you're driving down in Miami and you get uh, uh, run off the road by a Land Rover, that's a Russian. <laughs> They're pretty aggressive down there. I stay away. Oh, yeah. Dr. Flox. Dr. McCoy. Dr. Johnny Fever. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Brown. Hey, if you're tired of the Dr. same old grind working in a dead-end job, then click our pop-up band to the online Diploma Mill University. Dr. In three short hours and $7,000 later, Dr. you will be awarded with a doctorate Dr. of your choice. Here's the dean of our university, the sanctimonious uh, Professor Erwin Corey. Yes, with the online Diploma Mill University, you can learn anything you want, like the difference between a preposition and the preparation age, or the art of bitterness and hatred, while administering anesthesia in the nude, like that. Dr. Marcus Welby. Dr. Doolittle. The Online Diploma Mill University is brought to you in conjunction with the Willie Chichi Online Casino. We promise not to steal your credit card number. We'll give it right back. You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on SkyHawkRadio.com, SkyTalkRadio.com, FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com. Tune in, Stitcher, Patreon, and uh, all of the above. Uh, oh, I, I keep leaving out Google Play. Yes, I'm on Google Play. And you can play with it. Uh, <laughs> and thebritsummershow.com, where you can find my easily downloadable free archive list of any show you want that will make no sense, like this one. As soon as this show goes on the air, it'll be totally out of date and irrelevant. And that's how you can't help it pre-recorded what are you gonna do but those uh, downloads are all free thanks to the kind donations of my listeners and most of all the official underwriter and sponsor of this program ernie all right oh so i'll be back next week that's the way i see the world from here 
And until next time, this is Britt Summers warning Tom Perez and the DNC, if you don't get your shit together and fast, it's over.